welcome to episode 17 of HearthCast, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player with your host, Ruth. And Freckleface. In this episode, we're going to talk about why it's great to be a Lobi. We're also going to go over Ruth's auction house tip. We'll do some fishing for wishes in our add-on of the week. Then we're going to cover a new segment this week called Adopt a Pet. And we'll kick it off with you with some little anecdotes there at the end. First of all, I'd like to thank everybody uh, for listening to our podcast, making it what it is, making it one of the fastest growing world-renowned podcasts for the World of Warcraft that is currently out there on the internet. Our website, as always, is hearthcast.com. Our email address, should you wish to contribute to the show, is contribute at hearthcast.com. You can always find the show on iTunes. Uh, Give us a rating there. Comment on the show there. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash hearthcast. We have our newsletter that uh, gives us gives you more information about our show and other interesting tidbits. That's called the Plain Letter. You sign up on our website, and you can always call our ACN hotline. It's three two one five five eight seven six three seven. That is our voicemail line, and we do have an email this week, Freckleface, and it is from. Uh-huh. It's a Danish name, so I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to let you know that now. Um, R7. Someone say Sveven? I'm horrible at Danish names. I apologize. Uh, anyhow, he says, uh, Hi, I just want to let you know that uh, even all the way in Denmark, which he let us know is in Europe, uh, you got listeners. Uh, he said he's been inspired to try some of the methods and tactics concerning making gold, and he's actually got a tip for it. So here we have a bonus tip for uh, gold making. He collects herbs in uh, Salazar Basin. He's a druid, and he has a swift flight form, uh, so he does not have to change forms faster run around to harvest. Uh, then he mills them. As a, a druid, he still doesn't have to change form to do the milling. And uh, he's got a dark moon card of the north, so that's what he's trying to mill. And he's hoping that that will produce a Nobles card. He gets all eight of those in a set, and they're selling at the auction house for 4,500 gold over on the Hellfire, Hellfire server. Nice. So basically what he's doing, he's going around collecting herbs and milling them, hoping for the Dark Moon card and producing a uh, set of cards. Um, he can also produce a Scroll of Stamina. The Scroll of Stamina 8 is also selling very good on his server. He's made about 20,000 gold that way. And it seems to be a pretty steady income. Uh, and he tells us to keep up the good work. So, Freckleface, we have to keep up the good work. You know, I am really jealous of that because that's one of the things that I really do hate about um, farming for things is when you see a node, you have to, like, stop and get it and then mount back up. And it's a pain. So that's really cool that, you know, you can do that flight form without having to dismount or anything. And just as a lobby, I'm doing that in my, in my travel form as well. So it does, it does save a lot of time. And, you know, speaking of, of good work, uh, we got an email uh, about Azeroth United. And this is something that, um, it's a, a charity event. Um, the first event that this, these, these guys are doing is a donation drive for Child's Play. It's their first annual Hearts, Hands, and Voices for Child's Play charity. And you can get more information about all this whole thing at uh, Azeroth United. Uh, so you can go to AzerothUnited.com. Uh, to find out more information what you can do as a player of the World of Warcraft to get involved with this charitable contribution. Uh, so, but basically, I mean, this is Root. 
And Freckle Face. From HearthCast.com. And we are giving our voices to Azeroth's United First Annual Hearts, Hands, and Voices for Child's Play Charity. You can give your heart, hand, and voice and support Child's Play by visiting AzerothUnited.com. Please do give that a check out. Again, that website is AzerothUnited.com. These are the folks, uh, this is Finley's, and this is the guys uh, who's behind uh, the Twisted Nether uh, broadcast. Uh, also works with uh, Sleep at the Wow. Uh, fellow guy here in Orlando, so we are definitely giving our support to him behind this. He's got it 100%, and we are looking forward to having uh, him and some of his other uh, people on our podcast here and see what we can't do together. Uh, speaking of doing stuff together, over on our website, if you are linking to us, we are linking back to you. So if you have a website, a blog, a podcast, anything that deals with uh, World of Warcraft, if you give a link to hearthcast.com and drive us some traffic, we will you know, do the same. We'll reciprocate that link with you and uh, trade traffic that way. So, Freckleface, what's going on with you this week in the world of Warcraft? Uh, well, my mage is still 72, and I've been working on getting her the cooking skill um, because as I had leveled her on the same realm as Freckleface, you know, I would just send all my meat and my fish to her and have her cook it. But since I transferred it over to a different server, all of a sudden I don't have that. And I started to realize it really is, you know, a very profitable skill to have. You still don't need it more than one character or server because you can always just toss it to another and send it back. But all of a sudden not having it, I realized, hey, you know, I'm missing out a lot. So... I did some buying on the auction house until I got my level up enough to do some of the Outland dailies. And, you know, the reward for that is material. So did a few of that until I was finally able to b- do both the Dalaran and Outland. So I'm working on that, getting that skill up. Right. I mentioned, I remember you had mentioned that it's beneficial to have at least one of your servers, or rather only, only one of your characters, be a, a cook. And that's why that uh, this new tune wasn't a cook of yours, because he was on the same server as Freckleface. Um, now that they're on a different server, get the cooking skill. So if you have a cook in your guild or you have a cook on your one of your characters, it's always good to have at least one of those around. Oh, when you do get to Dalaran, I mean, the daily cooking gives you, um, you know, four gold if you haven't hit 80 or about 13 if you have. And all it costs is, you know, either it doesn't cost any materials or up to four chilled meat or four rhino meat, which is a lot less than buying the mat. So... You don't have to travel anywhere to do the quest, so it's just, you know, every day um, you're getting a little profit. Right, and if you've got anybody in your guild who's up there, you know, working on their uh, skinning or anything else, you get chilled meat on a regular basis for killing the animal. So there you go. You can always, as we said before in in previous podcasts, you know, everything's got a purpose, so you can share that chilled meat with your cook in your guild. Right, and I've been leveling on a, a Howling Feyord. This time around, last time in Freckleface, I started in Berean Tundra. Um, this time I'm on the other side. It's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of quests that I missed. Um, there's one where you get to basically be um, a golem, or what you actually look like is one of those uh, Harvest Watchers from Westfall. Okay. The ones that run around with their arms extended. Yeah. Kind of like flop around. Yeah. It's really funny. You get to be one of those, and you go to this excavation site where all of a sudden everything is green to you instead of hostile. Um, so you're just... You're going around, and when they start to suspect you, you do this thing called bluff, and I'm just like, oh, okay. And yeah, there were a couple other other quests yeah. like that where you get a costume or an outfit, and it changes your your uh, hostility rate. You know, if you're friendly or not to them, or they they to you rather. 
So that's cool. So, you know, I haven't done anything myself this week. I've just had one of those weeks. Mm-hmm. They happen. So that's that's me. Nothing this week whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, but you know what we're going to talk about this week is why it is great right now to be a Lobie. And I've got a Lobie, and uh, you well, you've leveled your mage like umpteen times faster than I've been leveling my druid. But it's still, you know, we're speaking from experience on this why it's great right now uh, to be a Lobie. And so we're going to go down some of these things, and this is just from our perspective. But it does seem like Blizzard is looking at the game from the end of it all the way back. They're listening to complaints, they're looking at add-ons, they're looking at macros. I personally think that when there's a very popular add-on or very popular set of macros, my personal belief is that Blizzard takes note of that and then adds it to the game in some fat fashion, whether it be something better to, to track the quests with or an equipment manager that we now have or an outfitter that we now have that started off as different types of add-ons. So I think they're looking at that. But you can also read the patch notes on what Blizzard is doing and kind of read into it and how you know how they are looking at the game and making it easier uh, for lobies. Now this isn't we talked about before. You know the question is Blizzard dumbing down the game, and this isn't about dumbing down the game. Although there's some things that you know you argue about it, but they're making it easier, I think. So let's look at some of these things out of the patch notes. For instance, there's the new dungeon loot feature, and this is where you know you're in a you're in a dungeon, and what it says is the players will now be able to trade soulbound items with other raid or group members that were eligible for the loot. So if you were there, you're eligible for it, you were able to trade it. Um, it kind of works like the item buyback. It'll allow two, it's, it works for two hours. So you have two hours of played an item, or trade an item rather, after it's been looted. However, uh, if you choose to enchant or add gems to an item, you'll get a last confirmation before you lose that ability to trade that item. So that's good if like, you know, somebody accidentally, you know, on a, uh, everybody does a, need or greed roll and everybody needs the item and one person wins it, you still have the ability to, you know, maybe trade that item out. I actually used that um, the other day. Um, on my mage, some people in my guild decided to run the Brewfest dungeon and they took me along um, and all the loot was 80 and I was getting a few things um, but the the remote dropped. I don't know if you've seen that. I have not. But it's the one where you can uh, summon people to Grim Guzzler, and it shows up like this tunnel that kind of appears where you are, and you click on it, and it sends you. Um, so anyway, so that dropped, and it was between me and this other guy, and I won the roll. But afterwards, I was like, you know what? I can't use this because I'm too low for the dungeon. You know, there's four more days left of the event. You know, you can have it because you can obviously make use of it. Um, so when he gave it to him, he gave me 10 gold. Sweet. I know. Sweet. So what about Battlegrounds? I'll let you cover that because... We'll do a lot of battlegrounds. Okay, well, battlegrounds um, give experience now when you uh, complete objectives and actions. Oh, that's cool. Right, and the big thing is it's not that you can go in there and kill people and get experience for it. That was kind of a disappointment to me because I know there are some similar games that do work like that. You do PvP to level up, um, and it's it's just very nominal experience, but it is there. Um, it kind of changed the way that Twinks work now because if you want to be a quote Twinkie you don't want to level up you have to go and turn that feature off mm. and obviously um, you know you pay 10 gold and then once you do that you're only competing against people who also have that turned off so you're playing against other Twinks exactly perfect and you can always go back in there and reinstate it um, cost another 10 gold of course but if you trade one of those portal things that you got, the remote things, and you got 10 gold, you're good to go. 
Um, anything else about Battlegrounds that they've changed or not really? Yeah, I covered it. Well, you know, in with mounts now, that's this is a big thing I think with mounts. Uh, number one, that they they've slashed the uh, cast time in half. Oh, that's great! I love that. And that used to be that was always my biggest thing. A lot of times, you know, as a warlock when I was leveling, and still today, really. If I get in a situation where I'm just going to be outgunned, my first thing is run away as fast as I can. So the fact that I can get on my mount at half, you know, half, in 1.5 seconds versus 3 is really a big thing for me. Obviously, they, they also drop down the, uh, the the writing skill levels. You can now get your mount or your apprentice writing at 20 for 4 gold. Um, your journeyman comes at level 40 for 50 gold. Expert comes at level 60 for about 600 gold. Arts and writing skill, you now have your faction discounts that you can get in Honor Old or, or uh, Alliance Expedition for the Alliance or Thalamar for Warsong. So they're really looking at um, you know, making the game faster for people to get to from point A to point B. Uh, you can fly over Dalaran. You fly over Wintergrass as long as you stay far enough above it. Because I used to hate that when I'd fly over Dalaran. I fell so many times. Now, it gives you a parachute when you fall, or used to. But now you can fly over it uh, so it's not, you know... It's, it's a good deal. So, uh, also, for uh, Warlocks, your Dread Steed, you can get at level 40. Your Fell Steed, you can learn at level 20. Or you can go get at 20. And it's no longer that long, drawn-out quest for it. Uh, you go and you buy it. Druids, your uh, Travel Form comes at level 16 now. And your Flight Form can be learned at level 60. Uh, portals. Uh, this is something I ran across that uh, I wasn't even sure. I'm like, what's that doing here? Um... Uh, there are portal areas in all the major cities. They all now have a portal to the Blasted Lands, um, and that puts you out right by the Dark Portal to go into um, Hellfire Peninsula and everywhere else in there. Um, and they added another flight path. Inside the Dark Portal, you can you can pick up a flight path and go directly um, to, to Shat from the Stair of Destiny. Now, what that's doing, in my opinion, is eliminating the, the, the whole Lobby Port Me to Shat deal. Um, so now you can just you run to the major city, you grab a, you grab that port to the Blasted Lands, you jump on, you cross a dark portal, you get on the, the flight over to Shat, and you're there. Well, you still have to be 58 to do that, though. This is true. Yeah. Uh, they got some more Zeppelin docking ramps over by Thunder Bluff. They get you over to uh, Orgrimmar. And um, tons of new mailboxes everywhere. Another thing that Blizzard has done is make the characters start out with a little better equipment. Oh, yeah? um, I know, for example, that rogues, um, now instead of starting out with one dagger and then having to learn um, the two-handed weapon, they start out with two, which is really cool because um, that's pretty much how you fight the whole game is with two daggers. Um, if all other classes except shamans start with two-handed weapon equipped and the skill is already known, and the shamans start with a one-handed weapon and a shield, because they benefit more from the shield than they would from a two-handed weapon. All right, well, that makes sense in a, in a way because you're starting off and you've got more of an ability to actually go fight something quicker to level up uh, to get more experience. Um, say rogues start off with a, with already knowing how to do wield, uh, so that's good. So I already start off with two daggers, one in each hand, ready to go uh, nerf or kill something rather, and just one shot it, as rogues often do. Um, but yeah, that's cool because. I mean, it does take away a, a little bit of the aspect of the role-playing aspect of the game, but, hey, you know what? If you're ready to go from, from day one to go kill something, then you shouldn't have to go learn some skills how to do this. Uh, what about health and mana regeneration? Up 200%. For who? 
low level characters. That's cool. It goes up to about uh, fourteen, then it fifteen. I'm sorry, then it normalizes. So basically, when you start off, you're you've got basically a two hundred percent kick on your health and mana regen, and as you progress level fifteen, that diminishes until it evens off as what it would be at level fifteen. Exactly. And they're also reducing the spell mana cost. So your 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 cost for actually casting spells at that lower level have been completely decreased. Um, also, spells learned before level twenty with reduced time, um, they have even their mana cost reduced even further. So they're making it quicker, you know, to to cast more spells. So that's one of the things I didn't like is, is especially when I started my druid, is you know I could I could take on whatever those little level 2 or whatever creatures I was doing, the cats or whatever they were. But it's like I'd have to cast, 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 and then have to wait for the mana to regen. I have to sit down and, and regen my health. So with the, with that bonus kicking in for the health and mana regen, and the fact that mana cost is lower for your spells, you're going to breeze through these lower levels much quicker, much, much quicker. Also, for warlocks, your summon imp is available from your trainer at level 1. Now, how does that make you feel? You know, this is where I paid my dues as a warlock. You know, that was a quest that you had to go do to learn how to summon the imp. You had to fight an imp. You had to go through this whole very drawn-out quest. A lot of the warlock stuff was very drawn-out with quests. And it really, to me, encapsulated what it was to be a warlock. Because uh, you really, you know, you had to go do some demonic things to to, uh, to get your your imp and to get your dreadsteed and learn all this stuff. But now you go, you can buy it. How do I feel? You know, it's it's easier now in Warlocks, and I'm happier for them. But, yeah, I paid my dues, and I think I should get something for that. I don't know. All right, now some of the things that, in my opinion, are the best about start, starting a lobby now is, for one thing, you know, your stats and your achievements are counted from the beginning. If you're like a lot of us and you were already had a level 70 when that achievement system came out, a lot of stuff that you've done wasn't counted. Right. You know, I would think it'd be interesting to see how many times I've died on Freckle Face or how many times that... How many things I've killed or not, and I can't because I was already 70 when it started. Um, so to me, I think that's a big advantage just for you know entertainment factor. Just go back and see how many hugs I've gotten, you know, my whole lifespan. Okay, and one other thing is that your gathered materials are much more valuable than they used to be. And this is my theory of how it kind of happened, right? Okay. Eastern Kingdom and Kalimdor. Um, the lobby areas and the high-level areas are geographically pretty close. Right. Um, but with the Burning Crusade, all of a sudden add a new continent, and Wrath of the Lich King added another continent, and you're just so far away from the lobby zones. But what they'll do is they'll add a new profession, like inscription, or something like that, and um, you need those low-level materials, but the high-level characters don't want to go back to the starting zones. And since the high-level character is the one that's buying it, and they have lots of money to kind of toss around, they don't mind spending 20 gold for a stack of something and get it at one forest. So what that means to the lobbies is that, you know, you can go around, do some herbalism, you know, put it in the auction house, all of a sudden, like I said, 20 gold. Making money, right. Making money. Um, so I just think it's easier economically now uh, to start as a lobby. I mean, personally, I'm a mage. I started out doing herbalism and skinning, and it has been incredibly lucrative, just those two gathering materials. Um, and again, I would notice that, you know, even from very low levels, I put stack, a stack up for 20 gold, and it'd sell very quickly. Sweet. So, I'm doing very well. Um, one thing that lobbies can do that we were never able to do is to 
hitch a ride with someone as a vehicle mount. Right, and you know, both talked about that, how we've done that for each other and for other people. Oh, I love doing that. And, um, you know, and it's like we talked about last week with Root's um, neutral auction house tip. Um, just thinking about how much a pain it'd be to get a low-level character down there just for that purpose. Like going from Stormwind to Booty Bay or something like that, it's really annoying. But just to be able to, you know, hop on someone's little sidecar or something like that, yeah, it's or, very helpful. Or their side saddle on their big old mammoth. Right. And the biggest thing that I think is great about being a lobby starting it now is that you haven't hit that, I don't know what to say, other than like a wall that you kind of hit a little bit after you after you ding 80. Right. It's, it's the now what. Exactly. It's like, all right, I'm 80. There's no questing. Anything that you want to do after that is pretty much kind of a long undertaking. Yeah, like unless get, you're just doing, like, dailies for, for gold. And then, right. Other than that, then those get, you know, boring after a while. Right. And, you know, we were talking earlier about the new Tier 10 set that's going to be coming out soon um, with Patch 3.3. And if your goal after 80 is to always have the best gear... You know, that's a daunting undertaking in and of itself, because as soon as you get the gear, then something else new comes out. Tier 11. Tier 11, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but where I think is, who has the most benefits is not just lobbies, but alts starting out, because there are some specific, specific things for alts that makes it easier, um, which is specifically the bind-on-account items. Um, what I have on my mage is two pieces, shoulders and chest piece, they both give 10% extra XP for killing things and for turning quest in. So I'm just leveling 20% faster than everyone else. Well, that's my awesome. question. I was going to ask you if those stacked. Obviously, those oh, are stacked. Oh, they do. Now, they stack. So. They stack. Um, you can get BOA honor. You can have someone, uh, you know, buy some honor with their tokens or something from Wintergrass. Send them to them all, and then all of a sudden they have honor. Um, but the biggest thing, and I really regret I didn't do this, is the Tome of Cold Weather Flying. Okay. You can buy it at level 80. You have to be level 80 to buy it. But you can use it at level 68, and it's bind on account. Wow. Now, I found this out the day after I transferred my mage away from the realm I had Freckleface on. So you lost out on buying it. I totally lost out because right. I could have gone from flying in Outland to flying as soon as I get Northrend because I could have gotten that at 68 instead of... Flying stuck on the ground till seventy seven, and then flying again. Wow! And just seeing how the how the terrain is set up, you got so many hills and um, you know cliffs. Rain it would just you know make it so much easier to have that. So I, I really just I cried many tears over that. Uh, I don't know how many people are aware of that. It seems like everyone I talked to knew about it. Somehow I missed out, but I'm sure if I missed out, someone else did too. So so you guys, you can get the Tomo Cold Weather Flying. You can buy it at eighty. But it's bind on account, and you can transfer it to one of your other characters who's a level 68, right? Yes. So there you go. Use it 68. And it gets consumed after it's used, so. And it's the same price. It's not any more expensive. Um, there's no reason not to get it if you're leveling up another character that high. Okay, so we talked about, you know, there's several reasons why, you know, why it's great to be a lobby right now. You know, stuff that Blizzard has changed or is changing in the game as we go through it. But what kind of advice can you give somebody who's just starting off uh, or just starting off a new character? Um, well, one thing I would say is if you do have the Burning Crusade is to um, start leveling in either the Draenei or the Blood Elf area. Okay. And the reason for that is because since those areas were made later, 
they're just a lot more intuitive as far as um, the questing gene unit pattern and the them being a lot easier and giving you a little bit more XP in my opinion. Now, something I missed when I was a, when I was a for my first character, my for my very first tune, is I did not realize that I could not leave my starting area without doing those quests. Um, so I thought I was basically locked into following a particular storyline about. Uh, my, I had a night off hunter, so I figured I had to follow that quest line to get me out of there so I would learn something about either my night off hunter or something I was supposed to do, and I was not under, I didn't know you, didn't, uh, huh. I didn't know you could leave that area and go level somewhere else before you even hit level one, before you kill a single monster. So, you're you saying... You can, it's tricky. But, you, I mean, well, if you're talking about, like, for instance, now since we're talking about maybe an alt... Someone else in your guild can come down with uh, a mount that you can ride on and take you over to your, you know, your better starting area. Oh yeah. There's Plus, um, with the with the boats kind of being um, connecting the capital cities better, at least for Alliance, because Alliance there used to be this huge disconnect between Darnassus and Ironforge. Right. But now, like, if you want to be a dwarf, but you want to level in the Draenei starting area, I mean, you can get there yourself without fighting anything. Take the tram, Ironforge, Stormwind. Um, take the boat to Aberdeen, take the boat from Aberdeen to Exodar. Any there. Any there. Yeah. So, yeah, like Franklin Peace is saying, these things are, they're, they're thought out better for the faster leveling. So you'll get, you know, you'll get up there a lot quicker. Any other advice? Uh, yeah, two other things. Um, one thing is when you're starting a character, um, you want to know, you want to plan like how you want your character to be. Um, for one thing, you want to know what role you want to play. Do you want to be a healer? Do you want to be a tank? Do you want to be a DPS? Um, I know, for example, I started a, war a warrior, and I did not get her above 20 because I realized, you know what? I really don't want to be a tank. That's not my, that's not not my fighting style. Right. Um, so you just want to think about that ahead of time before you start. And you want to know what your long-term goals are. I mean, sure, everyone everyone wants to get to 80, but after that, do you want to PvP? Do you want to raid? Um, are you just, you know, wanting the achievements? Um, what type of things are you looking to do? Because a lot of the stuff that you do along the way, the quests that you do, your honor, um, and your reputation, you know, that can you can start building that up from the time that you start. It makes sense. Just plan ahead. Know what you want to do. And that is why. It's great to be. Great to, great to be a lobby. Most of the tips that I give uh, on gold tips, gold making tips, uh, centered around scanning the auction house, buying low, selling high, knowing when to buy, knowing what to buy, knowing when to sell, all that kind of thing. However, there is a way to make a decent amount of gold just by selling the services or augmenting things that you may have on the auction house. For example, there are items that require the ore to be smelted. Now, as a miner, I can smelt things. I usually get about five or more gold per smelt for doing nothing, really. Or if I have the ore and I know it will sell better smelted on the auction house, I'll go ahead and smelt it and list it on the auction house. What's the biggest thing that you smelt? I think right now the, the, the most in-demand thing that I'm smelting right now is Titan Steel. You know, doing that, And we'll talk about that because that's used in making some of these weapons for, uh, for blacksmiths. Now, if you, you know, look at your professions, if you're an alchemist, and you're making potions. People buy those potions. You make them, you listen them on the auction house, and you, people buy them. Blacksmith, you're making weapons, you're making armors, you're making trinkets, even some epic things you can make as a blacksmith. 
uh, enchanting, you're making every everything that's out there you can make better. And people will buy your enchants and that service to do that. Engineering, you can make projectiles, guns, you can make mounts. Um, I don't know how much one of those epic uh, choppers goes for. Not epic, but the... Uh, the chopper that you made for me would go for, but I mean, I remember that took you a while to get all, all the mats to put that together. Oh well, the mats themselves from the vendor cost twelve and a half thousand. So there you go. I mean, and yeah. then that's so you're going to want to make at least at least a fifty percent profit on that. Oh, so yeah. you're looking at at least eighteen thousand for one of the, you know gold for one of these things. So they're not. I mean, there's money to be made here. Inscriptions. You can make scrolls. You can make buffs. You can make glyphs. Leatherworking, you're doing leather armor, doing the armor kits, you're tailoring, you got shirts, bags, gloves, boots. I mean, there are how many tips I've seen online about people saying, look, all they do, they, they went out, they became a tailor, they make bags, and they're making buku gold, selling, you know, like Netherweave or whatever the, the latest Frostweave bag is uh, on the auction house, and that they're just putting them up there in mass quantities and still making a huge profit on this thing. The gathering skills like herbalism, mining, and skinning, we already talked about how they are now more in demand from day one than anything else. So you can get out there, you can start on day one and become something that's gathering your, you know, either your herbal, your mining, your skinning skills. And the failure reduction has gone almost down to nothing on those things now. So get out there and, and mine those things. You're fishing, cooking. Um, both of those will do well. We know the cooking sells uh, things really well. People are always looking for, for buffs from food. Lock picking, I'm sure you, Freckleface, as a rogue, have picked a lot of those little lock boxes and open doors for people and everything oh, else. Oh, yeah, the doors especially. Uh, even first aid, you know, you see bandages on for sale. Or even a lot of times people will actually go buy the book from the, uh, the first aid trainer. And, but the bottom line is services for money. Yeah, now while we've said before you want to give either a discount or completely free for your guild mates, um, anywhere else in the net, you know what? You're going to have to turn a profit. Yeah, I may be the greedy capitalistic guy, but if I'm in the game and I'm gonna, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to get paid for it. I'm going to get gold for, for doing whatever it is that I'm doing on there. And I've gotten hate mail in, in, my, in my letterbox, my mailbox, from people who figured out, okay, you're the guy who's you know driving up or driving down the cost on something. Um, there's a real, there's a tip I'll save for next week on on the tip that I get most of my hate mail from. Uh, and I probably get some hate mail from people here once I reveal that tip next week. But it drives people up a wall. But it works. And I'll, I'll, I'll share that with you uh, next week. But the bottom line is, service is for money. If you do something, you've got a skill, you might as well get paid for it. Absolutely. So we're not doing the pronunciation ponage this week. We are going to introduce a new feature, a new segment here from Freckleface called Adopt a Pet. Now, as you know, uh, Freckleface has over 80 pets in the game. She would be the person to know all there is to know about pets. We did an entire podcast about pets. Uh, so she's the one. So Adopt a Pet. Tell us about it, Freckleface. Well, and you know, I think last week's podcast, I don't know that we, you know, really did it justice because there's so many of them and there are, uh, most of them are unique in a take you know a lot of different steps to get it and so that's why we kind of threw in this segment so we can uh you know just teach you one pet at a time something that's you know fairly easy for you to get so this week um we're gonna tell you how to get jub 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 he's a little uh frog thing that's very cute 
Um, now, in the Dark Moon Fair, there is a um, female orc. Her name is Mora. And, you know, you have the option to talk to her. And she just says, oh, I'm missing my Jub-Jub. Um, he's probably gone to look for some dark iron ale. Okay. Now, what's tricky about this is it is that, you know in the game, if you talk to someone, unless they give you a quest, um, there's usually not much interaction with that mob. Right. And a lot of times their text is just, um, it's just there. It doesn't really, like, signify anything. But for her, what you actually can do is, first of all, you need to get the dark iron ale mugs. You need two of them. Um, they are not BOP or anything, so you can get them from the auction house. If you if there's not any available in the auction house, you go to the Grim Guzzler in BRD. You go to this mob called Plugger Spaz Ring, and he sells them. He sells them. I like saying you need two of them. So you get near to Mora and they place one of the mugs down and then her toad will come up and then she'll be like oh you know I, I found my job job and then we then she'll give you a quest and she basically says in the quest that um, you know her frog had babies and she said she'll give you one if you give her some dark iron ale mug or give, give her some dark iron ale so again you give her the second mug and she gives you an egg and it does take seven days for it to hatch so you don't get it right away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that you probably would have missed unless you knew to look for it. Absolutely. I didn't know it existed, so. Right. Because um, like I said, there's no exclamation point. You really have no indication that there is a quest or that she actually does anything until you actually put down the dark iron ale. Um, so that's my little adopt-a-pet for the week. Um, go adopt it. Very good. And again, that what is the name of that... Uh Jub Jub. Jub Jub. Jub Jub. All right. Very good. And that's Moira you get it from. Yes. From the class for pet. So, what'd you fish up this week? This week, um, I found Moloch's copper coin. And it says, um, please, just this once, let the last ride with me. Which sounds kind of sweet. And Moloch was, he was a wild mountain dwarf, griffin rider. And he was under the command of Falstead. And he was guarding the town of Hassock. And Hassock is not actually in the game. But yet. according to... Yet. According <laughs> to all the lore, um, is on the eastern ports of the shores of Lordaan. And it serves a great scene and offers passage to Kazmodan. Um, so basically, the, the city was under attack. And Molak was helping Ronin and Verisa um, kind of escaped from that. And Ronan rode with him, and they ended up getting hit, and Moloch was killed. Ooh. So the implication is kind of that, you know, he actually had a crush on Verisa, and then he wanted her to ride with him, but instead he got stuck with the guy. Uh, and he died. He died. Did he fall off a dragon? Yeah, he did. That's, I've done that. Well, before. no, they were they were knocked off the mountain by a dragon. Oh, okay. It reminds me of that quest out there. We had to fly the dragons. Yeah. yeah. So that's a sad story. A little bit, yeah. And again, that's one of the things where you said you know before last week you were saying not all the uh, not all the fishes for wishes are are funny. They're not. They're really so. not. Now, add-ons to the week. We always talk about an add-on every week. Last week we you know we talked about the. Um, 
what is Autograts? The, Autograts. Yeah, something like it. But, you know. but this week we're going to talk about something that Freckleface is using. It's called Power Auras. So, and it sounded interesting to me when, when she and I were talking about it. So I'm going to let her talk about a little bit about what Power Auras is and what it can do for you as a player of the World of Warcraft. All right. Power Auras, um, to me, is, is very helpful as a mage. I didn't see a lot of use for it um, playing as a rogue, but it... But as a mage and a fire, I have this ability called Pyroblast, which is a very powerful, um, it's a bolt of fire and it does um, a dot, but it's a five second cast time. Wow. But I have three different um, talents that reduce that. Either, you know, I'll get a buff saying it's instant cast, or I'll get a different buff that's, that reduces it by three seconds, or when I'm below a certain percentage of health, you know, it's also reduced. Um... But the question is, how do you know when, when exactly, that is? Exactly, exactly. And you do a little, like, um, you know, your little buff. Like, a lot of times it's hard to see if you're not just paying attention. You're looking at the fight ahead of you. So what this um, Power Aura does is allows you to select a graphic and change the color and the size, and I think even the placement. And it'll let you do that for practically any buff, debuff, um, or anything like that that affects kind of like your status. Um, you can get it, for example, to change... You know, something green when you're poisoned or when you're bleeding. Um, or for me, like when that when that thing pops to let me get pyroblast as an instant cast, I have this little pink flame that appears above me so I know to do it. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's just, it's really neat. It's it's very easy to configure. Um, you do slash powa aura, P-O-W-A-A-U-R-A. Uh, I had something like that for, for uh, my warlock that would play some different sounds. When 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 things were were available, but uh, power Aura sounds like a lot better to me. Uh, it won't because I don't play with sound all the time, and I won't get scared if it if it does. So power aura, and of course you know go download it probably from Curse. I did it from Curse, yeah. All right, so you can use it in your you know use your Curse update client or your WoW Matrix client or be like me and use both. So there you go, your add-on of the week. Now, we are fast approaching Halloween here. Yes. Or a fall festival, if, yes. you, if you prefer. Or All Hallows' Eve, or whatever. Halloween 31st, you know, fall, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Freckleface ran across something, so we're going to play a little bit of a game with this. She started telling me about it this morning. Uh, it was the Zombie's Guide to Proper Nutrition. And this is an actual book. In Warcraft. It's an actual book in Warcraft. Yes, okay. it's in the Scarlet Monastery. So you can go read this in the Scarlet Monastery if you want to. Uh, but we're going to make play a little game out of it. And you know, zombies always say brains. So apparently there are variants of this. It's well, about, well, the book says brains, brains, and this goes on for 40 more pages. Oh, that's what it says. Oh, that's what the book says. So the book only says brains, brains, brains. Yes. 40, oh, nice. Okay. But we found something really funny on the forums, which is... Uh, Different alternatives to different types of zombies. All right, so let's give out you know credit where credit is due. This uh, who wrote this? This is a uh, Toldry. All right, so Toldry had this on little post Wowhead.com. on Wowhead about different types of zombies. So we're gonna play a little game with it. Um, I know like one or two of these. I know that it rhymes with brains. So Freckleface is going to ask me if I can guess what it is that the zombies, these, these particular zombies, are uh, are eating for the proper nutrition for these types of zombies. So, like a regular zombie would be brains. Brains. Okay, so let's go from there. Vegetarian zombie. 
Now that one I knew, and that one is grain. So you have brains and grains rhyme. So that's there's our theme that we're going with. Okay, so go ahead. You have to say in the voice. You have to go. Oh, grains. And, all right, I'll do that. All right, <laughs> grains. <laughs> all right, panda zombie. Panda, panda, panda. Uh, I don't know planes. But <laughs> canes. Oh, from bamboo. Canes. Bamboo canes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Godzilla zombie. Godzilla. Would it be planes? Planes. Close. Trains. Trains. <laughs> Jesse zombie. Jesse. Jesse. Jesse James. 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 All right. What about a cleaning zombie? Cleaning. 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 Don't know this one. They can't. Uh... Stains. Oh. <laughs> okay. Stains. Nice. Stains. Stains. How about a bowling zombie? Bowling? Lanes. 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 Meteorologist zombie. Rain. It's got to be rain. Rains. <laughs> zombie with an Xbox. Zombie with an Xbox. Lag. No, that doesn't <laughs> rhyme. <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. No. What it was. Games. 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 Okay. Heart surgeon zombie. Heart, heart, heart. Veins. Veins! <laughs> okay, and a skater zombie. Skater? Yeah. Skater? It's more like injuries while skating. Injuries while skating. Brains again? I don't know. You hurt your noggin? Brains? Brains. 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 All right. Underwear model zombie. Is that another stain one? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, Haynes. 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 Slave Master Zombie. Slave Master. Well, it's not Kunta Kinte. I, I don't know. Chains. Oh, chains. Chains. Plumber Zombie. Plumber. 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 Oh, like the uh, the. the like the guy who fixes your toilet? Yes, plumber zombie. Oh, plumber. Um, well, it won't be flame. D- drain. Drain. Drains. <laughs> All right, what about a king zombie? King zombie. King. king. Maiden? No. No, it's rains. Oh, another rains. Rains, one. but rains, I. Yeah, Okay, someone else, JoJo's uh, threw in an IT zombie. I, yeah. <laughs> you told me this one earlier, but I, it's a mainframes. Main <laughs> yeah. So I still think the underwear stains was the best one out of all of those. Of that, course, the one that you made up was the best. <laughs> that we had there. Now, next week, Freckleface, we're talking about something that's kind of in-depth, I think. But it's going to be cool. Um, and it's about basically... You know, not just lore of the game, but how in depth you go with your character, and how much of your character you absorb, and how much you interact literally with the game in there. Um, and we kind of talked about this before about how a little bit like you know, for instance, the, the, we're talking about a quest that you had to go get soap, and so you had to make soap. Um, you had to go kill a whale to make the soap, and then that whale, the death of the whale, affects an entire ecosystem. And you spend the rest of your life doing a daily quest to make up for that. So it's like how in-depth and how, you know, just in touch 
do you get with your character and let your character get in the game? Or is it just like me and go, how many of what do I have to kill? Let me go do it. Let me look on Wildhead, Dad. Yeah, find let me the go, course. yeah, let me go wake up on Wildhead. Let me find out what I'm supposed to do. Where's this guy at? So, you know, how much of yourself do you let get immersed into the game? So that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Um, of course, all the messages left on our, our answering machine, uh, 321-558-7637. We don't answer the phone. We just, we, you know, we'll play back messages from there. And all of those are entered on a monthly basis uh, for a Swag Dog t-shirt. In fact, Freckleface, we have a call this week. We do. We absolutely do. So I'm let's, uh, we're going to listen to that right now. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, I just listened to all of your podcasts, and I'm really excited. Really glad I got a chance to listen to you. Uh, I think they're wonderful. My name's uh, Gildor, and uh, I'm on the Illyria server. I'm a level 83. Having fun increasing it up. I also play my uh, level 80 uh, Paladin. Fox Spec, AOE fun, and my mage AOE fun there too. I love AOE, love farming. Uh, but I just wanted to call and say that I think you guys are great. And I can't believe I didn't know about you months and months and months and months ago. Because I am listening to a lot of podcasts. I have been for years. Uh, but I somehow missed yours, sadly. Uh, but not anymore. And I hope you still have them. I hope they keep coming. Signed up for your newsletter. And uh, if you need anything to get going again, uh, let me know. I don't know. And uh, I really, 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 really like you guys' show. And I think, you know, I wanted to call like 20 times and comment on things, but they're kind of past dated, outdated, you know. So I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll get out and look and see if you guys are still rocking and rolling with the show. And I'll let my friends know about it. And uh, thanks again. Peace out. All right, so thank you, Gildor. Um, awesome call. That is exactly the type of call we're talking about. It's nothing major. Uh, perfect call. You know, we, we, are, we love to get phone calls like that. I know it makes our day um, when we get those emails and phone calls, especially the phone calls. It's, just, it's fun to actually get that human connection back uh, from the podcast. We know we're not just talking into the microphone. But you know what? As you said, he's got the podcast. He's got the newsletter. He's doing the right thing. He's contributing back to the show. And, you know, we're about a quarter of the way through the month. And that's our first call this month. So he's right now solo guy in the running for the Swag Dog T-shirt. So we might be emailing him back for his uh, his address here pretty soon, Freckleface. All right. And if you like the show, then please let us know. Um, you can rate us on iTunes. You can send us an email. Again, that's uh, contribute at hearthcast.com. Tell your friends and your guildmates. Um, you can link to us from your blog, your Facebook, your MySpace. You can even follow us on Twitter. You can sign up for our newsletter. There's lots of ways that we... Uh, reach out. Reach out. And you just reach right back and you tell us what you want to hear. You know, if you have a particular topic you want to hear about, you know, for a week or even an idea for a segment, we're open to all sorts of suggestions. So until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for Hardcast.com. Thank you.
Druid. There's travel in your future when you hit level 30 and you get your travel form. You will never be a rogue, always healing and crying about your class. Hunter. You will want every single weapon in the entire freaking game. You don't need anything but your pet cinnamon scatter shot and then bang death. Me. You think you're almighty with your epic staff with arcane power and a Xandalarian hero charm. The only problems will be ripped to shreds and you will be nerfed by every single glitchy patch. That's the world of Warcraft that you can play. That's the world of Warcraft that you play. That's the world of Warcraft that you play. That's the world of Warcraft that you play. Rogue! 50% of your server will be composed of rogues who roll their class to be cheap. You should not worry because you can one-shot someone without any kind of skill. Breach! You think you're a shadow priest, but you will be forced to be a healbot in your raids. You should prepare to jump off a cliff when suddenly everything is your fault. Drawman! You are the most overpowered class. All you have to do is cast Frost Shock to win. Remember to keep reincarnation up and it will take 10 alive. Lions just to take you down. That's the world of Warcraft that you play. 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 So you think you have these skills because you raid all day and night or you have finally grinded to Grand Marshal or to High Warlord And you may have epic gear so you can brag to all your friends that you spend too much time playing the stupid time consuming game And just because you have to trigger only shows that you have no life and it will be useless in the upcoming expansion pack So I suggest you go outside and ride your bike off in a pool or play with kittens so you get away and do protective work Or was I? Warrior! You might have incredible strength and you can probably pwn somebody's face But you are worthless without a priest you are destined to rain for all your life. Paladin. You strike fear into the hearts of the horde simply using your hammer and bubble earth. You think that you are a warrior, but you will always be that guy who never heals. Warlock. You should be able to kill someone with a 10,000 damage shadow bolt crit. If I were you, I'd join a guild and always raid. Never, 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 never leave my house again. That's the world of Warcraft that you play. That's the world of Warcraft that you play. That's the world of Warcraft that you play. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the world of Warcraft that you play. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the world of Warcraft that you play.